Coffee Break Collection 17, Health and Fitness. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Winston Tharp. A Victim to 107 Fatal Maladies from Three Men in a Boat by Jerome K. Jerome. I remember going to the British Museum one day to read up the treatment for some slight ailment of which I had a touch. Hay fever, I fancy it was. I got down the book and read all I came to read, and then in an unthinking moment I idly turned the leaves and began to indolently study diseases generally. I forgot which was the first distemper I plunged into, some fearful devastating scourge, I know, and before I had glanced half down the list of premonitory symptoms, it was borne in upon me that I had fairly got it. I sat for a while, frozen with horror, and then in the listlessness of despair I again turned over the pages. I came to typhoid fever, read the symptoms, discovered that I had typhoid fever, must have had it for months without knowing it, wondered what else I had got, turned up St. Vitus's dance, found, as I expected, that I had that too, began to get interested in my case, and determined to sift it to the bottom, and so started alphabetically, read up ague, and learned that I was sickening for it, and that the acute stage would commence in about another fortnight. Bright's disease, I was relieved to find, I had only in a modified form, and so far as that was concerned, I might live for years. Cholera I had with severe complications, and diphtheria I seemed to have been born with. I plotted conscientiously through the twenty-six letters, and the only malady I could conclude I had not got was housemaid's knee. I felt rather hurt about this at first. It seemed somehow to be a sort of slight. Why hadn't I got housemaid's knee? Why this invidious reservation? After a while, however, less grasping feelings prevailed. I reflected that I had every other known malady in the pharmacology, and I grew less selfish, and determined to do without housemaid's knee. Gout, in its most malignant stage, it would appear, had seized me without my being aware of it, and zymosis I had evidently been suffering with from boyhood. There were no more diseases after zymosis, so I concluded there was nothing else the matter with me. I sat and pondered. I thought what an interesting case I must be from a medical point of view, what an acquisition I would be to a class. Students would have no need to walk the hospitals if they had me. I was a hospital in myself. All they would need to do would be to walk round me and, after that, take their diploma. Then I wondered how long I had to live. I tried to examine myself. I felt my pulse. I could not at first feel any pulse at all. Then all of a sudden it seemed to start off. I pulled out my watch and timed it. I made it a hundred and forty-seven to the minute. I tried to feel my heart. I could not feel my heart. It had stopped beating. I have since been induced to come to the opinion that it must have been there all the time, and must have been beating, but I cannot account for it. I patted myself all over my front, from what I call my waist, up to my head and I went a bit round each side and a little way up the back, but I could not feel or hear anything. I tried to look at my tongue. I stuck it out as far as ever it would go, and shut one eye, and tried to examine it with the other. 
I could only see the tip, and the only thing that I could gain from that was to feel more certain before that I had scarlet fever. I had walked into that reading room a happy, healthy man. I crawled out a decrepit wreck. I went to my medical man. He is an old chum of mine and feels my pulse and looks at my tongue and talks about the weather all for nothing when I fancy I'm ill, so I thought I would do him a good turn by going to him now. What a doctor wants, I said, is practice. He shall have me. He will get more practice out of me than out of seventeen hundred of your ordinary commonplace patients with only one or two diseases each. So I went straight up and saw him, and he said, Well, what's the matter with you? I said, I will not take up your time, dear boy, with telling you what is the matter with me. Life is brief, and you might pass away before I had finished. But I will tell you what is not the matter with me. I have not got housemaid's knee. Why I have not got housemaid's knee, I cannot tell you. But the fact remains that I have not got it. Everything else, however, I have got. And I told him how I gained to discover it all. Then he opened me and looked down me and clutched hold of my wrist, and then he hit me over the chest when I wasn't expecting it, a cowardly thing to do, I call it, and immediately afterwards butted me with the side of his head. After that he sat down and wrote out a prescription, and folded it up and gave it me, and I put it in my pocket and went out. I did not open it. I took it to the nearest chemist's and handed it in. The man read it and then handed it back. He said he didn't keep it. I said, you are a chemist. He said, I am a chemist. If I was a cooperative stores and family hotel combined, I might be able to oblige you. Being only a chemist hampers me. I read the prescription. It ran, One pound beefsteak with one pint bitter beer every six hours. One ten-mile walk every morning. One bed at eleven sharp every night. And don't stuff up your head with things you don't understand. I followed the directions, with the happy result, speaking for myself, that my life was preserved and is still going on. End of A Victim to 107 Fatal Maladies